passion fruit ice cream in Buenos Aires, pistachio gelato in Florence and Rome, and water ice in Philadelphia. This week, it's all about frozen treats. Traveling the world to bring you delicious dishes, tasty beverages, and interesting experiences. This is the Destination Eat Drink Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Brent Peterson. Welcome to Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. This is the show where we explore the cuisine of this great big world, and summer's here, so we're cooling off with frozen treats like ice cream, gelato, water ice, Italian ice, and Dells. So we'll have a cone or two in a minute, but first, if you would, share the podcast with your friends. You can link to Destination Eat Drink on your social media. That'd be great, or write a review wherever you get your podcast. That'd be awesome as well. Obrigado. That's Portuguese for thank you. I'm desperately trying to learn Portuguese, but it's a slow, tough slog. Uh, Shafik Medji is a travel writer who's written dozens of guidebooks, and I've had him on the show a few times talking about Buenos Aires and Argentina. We even had him on recently talking about Easter Island. But here he is talking about his favorite ice cream in the city of Buenos Aires, Argentina, passion fruit ice cream. Would we as Americans recognize it as, uh, as an ice cream parlor when we go down to Buenos Aires? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I think, I think, one, you, 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 you'll be coming, coming from, coming from America, coming from um, lots of parts of Europe. You'll, you'll be am- uh, amazed first, first off, just how many ice cream parlors there are, and this is across the country. So, you know, obviously, Buenos Aires has very hot summers. The north has very hot summers. But if you go down to a small town in Patagonia, in Tierra del Fuego, at the very, the very south of uh, South America you'll still find an ice cream parlor. They're still as popular there. Um, mm. And it's very much a part of the part, part of the culture. Uh, you know, they sell cups and cones and by the kilo. And it, it isn't uncommon to see um, someone walking along with a, uh, a half kilo, even a kilo tub, uh, as they're going out for their for their evening walk. Um, I may well have done this myself on, on occasion <laughs> too. Um, yeah, many of them you can sit down in as well, and they do um, Sundays and that kind of thing, and 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 they have dozens and dozens of different varieties. So if you're visiting Argentina, dulce de leche obviously is the first one to to try. Personally, my favourite flavour is uh, something called uh, maracujá, which is passion fruit. Oh, good. So they do this as a sorbet form, and they also do this as an ice cream. Um, and I think particularly on a hot day, um, yeah, that's absolutely delicious. Um, there are a couple of chains that you'll find um, uh, across the country. One is Fredo, which does, you know, very decent ice cream. Um, but my personal favourite place to go for ice cream in uh, in Buenos Aires is, is, um, is, is a very small, slightly more market chain called Persico. Um, they have a great branch in uh, Palermo. Um, which is one of the best neighbourhoods for for eating out, and the uh, the maracujá flavour they do there is uh, out of this world. I'm a big ice cream person, and I'm glad that uh, passion fruit is one of the flavours. We lived in Hawaii for a little while, and that's what really turned me on to passion fruit in a big way. So glad to hear about that and, and the <laughs> ice cream. You mentioned the Italian community, the Italian ancestry of a lot of Argentines. Mm. So would the ice cream that we get in Argentina be closer to ice cream that we're familiar with in the U.S., or would it be closer to, say, gelato? 
it, it would be closer to gelato. I mean, it, it, it's 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 very much something that reflects the um, the Italian roots of, uh, of 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 many Argentines. Um, I'd say probably one of the key differences it's. It, and this reflects the general sweet tooth in Argentina is that some of the flavors will be a bit sweeter than you might get in Italy, but it's definitely it's that style of ice cream and it's that style of um, ice cream culture, if you will. By the way, Shafik will be on the show in a couple of weeks to talk about the cuisine of Chile. So that's something to look forward to. Tony Mazzagli is an American expat who now lives in Florence and gives foodie tours around that great city. We had a conversation diving deep into gelato culture. The, the tricky thing with Florence, a lot of people say when you go, you know, if you're in Italy, don't eat anything near a monument. But Florence is tiny and the monuments are kind of scattered around. So no matter where you are, you're going to be near a monument. So you have to do your homework. Um, so, uh, write down what I'm saying <laughs> and then go to those places or just like do a Google search, but you want to go to, there are really a lot of great gelato shops and I would say at least five historic gelaterie. And I don't have one specific one that I only would recommend because I go to certain places for certain flavors. So also my number one thing would, would be, what's your favorite flavor? Like, what are you looking for? If you're open to anything, then just seek out good gelato and try everything. But if you know you love pistachio, you want to go to Perché No? You want to go to um, uh, Vestri, Gelateria della Passera. It's a little teeny tiny place. Rivareno, actually, um, they have good gelato. Uh, everyone loves a la caraya and i'm not a fan i find it way too sweet mm -hmm. it's just way too sweet for me and I'm, I'm not here to bad talk anyone everybody else loves it for, for i think in this case it's just me personal taste i would look for i would not go to these new, the newer places because there's like you were saying now it's it's hard to find authentic gelato because there's so much bad gelato popping up and i think it's because probably what 20 years ago uh, people started saying hey we can make money selling gelato to tourists and so they just started making uh, more industrial you know packets and things like that. And, and so it's easier to, to stumble upon bad gelato than it used to be, like you were saying. And so, uh, I mean, what do you want to look for? You want to look at the color, you want to look at the texture, you want to look at how it's uh, being stored. Um, right now, the big trick is everybody's using what are called carapine, which are those, uh, it's like a metal cylinder with a lid on it. Mm -hmm. And those are the old fashioned containers. So Generally speaking, when you see that, it's a good sign, but um, there's a, I'm not going to say the name, but there's a chain of gelaterie that you can find in Florence, you can find in Venice, you can find in New York, you can find in Tokyo, and they use that carapina. I know who you're talking makes about. makes it automatically look, <laughs> do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> so those canisters, you know, tourists might get taken aback by them because you can't see the beautiful you mounds of gelato exactly. that you're used to seeing exactly. in these cases. But this actually keeps it fresher. And that's the thing with gelato. Ice cream, you can store basically yeah. forever. Gelato, mm -hmm. you've got to turn it over every couple of days or else, you yeah. know, it starts to crystallize. All kinds of problems start happening yeah. with it. Yeah. Just like, you know, uh, right after a snowstorm, the, the snow is nice and fluffy and beautiful. And then after people stomp on it, it gets, <laughs> other than getting the color, other than the colors and things that happen, but just the, the texture changes. And that's what happens uh, more rapidly with gelato because it has a little more air in it. Um, it's a little fluffier. Uh, but I mean, also... Oh, there's, I mean, gelato, I could talk about gelato for hours, but uh, I mean, for example, gelato, high quality gelato, 
what we were just saying applies. But then when you go to the grocery store and you buy what is still called gelato, it feels a lot less like gelato and a yes. lot more like ice cream. Right. Because it's denser. Yeah. And, and there's more cream in it and, and more chemicals. And it's also not fresh. You know, you, you can't right, you exactly. can't have next day gelato in the grocery store or same day gelato in the exactly. grocery store. When I was yeah. making gelato, yeah. I used to love to experiment with different flavors. And mm -hmm. I'm wondering, is Florence the kind of town where it's all traditional flavors or is there a place we can go where we can get kind of off the wall type gelato flavors? Oh, that's a great question. Actually, two of the places I mentioned do the classics, but then they also do off the wall. So Perché No? It has been open since 1929 and they don't use any artificial flavors. Um, so, and they only make small batches. They don't use the catapina though. They don't use that little cylinder. They use the open face container, but they only make it right to the brim. So the, the trick is if you're getting gelato and you can see the gelato, um, does the gelato look fresh? You want it to look fresh, but you don't want it all to look the exact same uh, texture and it, if it all has the same kind of texture and sheen to it even though they're totally different flavors that's never a good sign but then you definitely don't want it when it's stacked really high and they've got you know um, a piece of pineapple on one and a piece of to show you because you obviously don't speak Italian <laughs> you know what that flavor is because if they hear one more person say fragola instead of fragola they're gonna have a stroke so they put the, the strawberries <laughs> on top um, <laughs> you know they just can't take it anymore um, so you don't want to go to the places that are demonstrating the flavor by putting the actual food on top of it you know the, whatever the strawberry or the pineapple or Bart Simpson on a surfboard. I saw that one time. Um, I don't know what flavor that was. It was what like bubble gum or something don't silly. Don't have a cow, man. It was, I mean, it was one of those junky places I would never get gelato that has the big stacks. And they actually had a little plastic figurine of Bart Simpson. Um, he was either on a skateboard or a surfboard, but he was he was um, riding the gelato. Which oh, <laughs> sounds really bad. Um, so, <laughs> so you don't want any, any place where, that has big, big stacks of gelato because it's basically, it's not hygienic. Um, they're making, that means they're making a big batch and you're not going to finish that in one day. So if it's there the next day, they're either adding more gelato on top to make a stack or mm. it's just been sitting there collecting bacteria. There's just nothing good about a big stack of gelato. So perché, so back to your question, <laughs> perché no, perché no has smaller batches, but you can see they, ha they do have uh, the tag translated into English now. When I first moved here, they didn't. Um, but they'll do your classics like crema, which is like a custard, you know, vanilla cream, egg yolk, sugar, things like that, um, milk, obviously. Um, but then they'll also do, like, they have one flavor that's curry. Oh, wow. And I want to say it has little pieces of mango or something like that. Right, so, they're, right. you know, it's not a savory curry. It's like a sweet, it's almost like a mango lassi with a little bit of curry in it. It's oh, cool. really good. And they make their own yogurt. So they have yogurt gelato, but they actually make the yogurt. So it's really good. And then they have their house flavor that I love is Fior di Latte, which that's just a general flavor that's milk, cream, and sugar. More milk than cream, so it's really, really clean on the mouth. It's almost like um, cereal milk. Mm. And then, uh, so milk, cream, and sugar, that's your Fior di Latte. And then what they do is they put toasted, caramelized sesame seeds. Oh, cool. On top so that they don't get soggy. And then they drizzle a little bit of chestnut honey. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's really uh, good. You got me. Okay. <laughs> it's really good. I'm in. And their pistachio, their pistachio is really, fan I mean, fantastic, fantastic. They use pistachio di bronte, which is slow food protected. That's where my great grandmother was born. Um, and when I found those relatives, Sicilian pistachios, they had are the pistachios. Best. Yeah, they're just so good. 
my family was drying pistachios in the house. When oh, jeez. So they were, I was knee deep in those, but I didn't know at the time how good they were. Like now I would go back and swim in them. So one, <laughs> one other thing that I think about about sure. gelato is look at the color too. Because yes, in some absolutely. of these places, you'll see like neon mm-hmm. colors. Like a, a, straw, a strawberry is not neon red, you know, or a raspberry. No. It's, it has kind of a matte finish to it. And my other, my other one that drives me absolutely crazy is when I see banana gelato Ugh. that's yellow. It's like a banana yeah. is not yellow. The peel of a banana no. is yellow, <laughs> but, you're not, exactly. but you're not using the peel to make the gelato. You know, so these are the things, the things that the, the tricks that these gelato places will use to draw us in are the exact things that you want to steer away from. The bright colors, yeah. piled high, th- uh, Bart Simpson on a surfboard. This is what you want to <laughs> steer clear of. Pistachio. Um, it's not green right. and it's not, um, it's not like a matte or it's not a uniform color because it's like if you get natural peanut butter is kind of gritty. Well, any nut flavor, if they're using real nuts is going to kind of have a gritty, at least look to it, not necessarily a feel, but with real pistachio, you have little kind of black specks in it. So, and it's kind of like a grayish beigeish green. <laughs> oh man. You know, I love talking about gelato. So let's talk a little more gelato with Katie Parla. She's an author and expert on the cuisine of Italy in general and Rome specifically where she now makes her home. So we talk gelato, not only the great gelato places and flavors, but also sorbet as well. I'm a self-professed gelato snob. It always breaks my heart when people come back from Rome and say, oh, we didn't care for the gelato. And I think maybe in Rome you have to work a little bit harder. You can get great gelato in Rome, but maybe you have to work a little bit harder. You're not going to find it next to, I don't know, the Colosseum. I've never had gelato next to the Colosseum. I'm making a generalization here. You should not have gelato near the Colosseum. (laughs) But... I think maybe this is something that you could speak to is uh, about how to find a good gelato place in Rome. Yeah. I mean, I would, as a visitor to Rome, I would like, I would abandon that. I want what I want when I want it (laughs) approach to things. In other words, stop being an American. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like don't be so demanding. There's not going to be good gelato next to the Coliseum. Like that's crazy. Why would that happen? Um, You know, Rome like other cities in Italy has a you know pretty vibrant gelato culture um, and gelato in Italy is cheap. So most places are making garbage because they're using palm oil, emulsifiers, dehydrated milk powder, and all sorts of things that create an approximate sort of gelato texture and flavor, but are made with really rank ingredients. Um, and that's the majority of places. And there are you know thousands of gelateria in Rome and, and, I really only recommend about 20 of them because I can guarantee that they're using real milk and uh, fresh fruits or quality chocolate, um, you know, ingredients that have been cultivated in a way that's respectful both to nature as well as the laborers. And the end result is really great. Otoleg, which is a funny name, but it's simply gelato spelled backwards, (laughs) is amazing. (laughs) It's a weird name, but it's easy to remember if you remember that it's gelato backwards. Um, that place is amazing. Um, uh, Gori, uh, up the Nomentana is great. Um, I really, really like, uh, you know, the, the range of, of almost savory nut based flavors at these spots. Uh, Gelato di Claudio Torce is wonderful. 
Um, and so there, you know, there are places that you can find awesome gelato. It's just unfortunately not the norm. And I think that's why people are surprised when they try it and they don't really like it. The, you know, a, 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 an oil rich gelato is going to coat your palate. You're not gonna be able to taste much after that. Um, so no one likes that experience. No, no, that's a sad gelato day. Um, for me, pistachio is the gold standard for gelato. If you can do a good pistachio, you probably know what you're doing. If it's not neon green, if it's got real pieces of pistachio in it, then you know it's a good gelato. What What are some of your favorite flavors of gelato, Katie? I love pistachio too. I'm really into hazelnut. Um, oh, yeah. I love stracciatella, which is just, it's a basically milk base, so not vanilla milk base, um, with chocolate chips. I don't, I also like, don't discriminate when it comes to gelato. I'm very agnostic (laughs) when it comes to flavor combinations and we'll take the suggestions of the people that work there. Definitely into, uh, also fruit sorbets, uh, in the winter time, something like a persimmon sorbet is incredible in the summer, uh, fig. Mm -hmm. Oh, also this time of year is like full citrus season. So you get a lot of blood orange and uh, lemon sorbets. Those are awesome. So, you know, don't sleep on the sorbets when you go to Rome. We're going to finish up this episode on frozen treats with a little bonus. Next month, I'm going to be doing an episode on the cuisine of Philadelphia with Matt of Philadelphia City Food Tours. Now, during that conversation, we talked about the Philly frozen treat called water ice. But That's not in the final episode. I cut it out and made it as a little bonus for this episode on the frozen treats. So here's a little cut from that conversation that you won't hear in Philadelphia and I haven't played before on the Destination Eat Drink podcast. Think of it as a bonus from the Director's Cut DVD bonus disc. Here's me and Matt talking about water ice. Water ice is the same thing as Italian ice. And there's a whole argument of Philadelphians and people outside of Philadelphia, what do you call it? It's almost like in Jersey, people call it either Taylor ham or pork roll, or do you call it soda or do you call it pop? I mean, there's there's those different divisive languages. Philadelphia, um, we call it water ice. I grew up in North Jersey calling it Italian ice. Um, And a lot of it started with the people who would have those little uh, carts walking around the city. And you'll still see that maybe rarely, um, but they still do exist. They're they're here and there. Um, I would say ever since Rita's came out with their um, their brick and mortar locations, I mean Rita's is really big with water rice, and they have a few other types of, of uh, foods as well, like custard and whatnot. Um, but I would say that's taken up a lot of the business. It's taken it away from those carts in some respect. But it was really popular for, I mean, it still is, but it definitely was a lot. Uh, it got a lot of people wanting to get water ice, especially on hot days. You used to be walking outside. And it's like when you hear the ice cream truck, you hear that <laughs> that sound, the music come around the corner. Right, right. Then you get that feeling of a hot day of, oh, I'm going to get my ice cream. I'm going to, you always get the same thing, whether it's the basic vanilla, soft serve vanilla on a cone, or maybe it was dipped in strawberry or the chocolate, whatever you, your chocolate taco, whatever you get. People were felt that way about your water ice. And so that's it was just such a big thing for, for Philadelphians. Well, I'm going to throw another term in with uh, water ice and Italian ice. In Rhode Island, it's just known as Dell's because Dell's is the company that may, you know originally made the Italian ice in Rhode Island. And Dell's are everywhere in Rhode Island. So you've got water ice, you've got Italian ice, and now you can say Dell's as well because no one calls it Italian ice in Rhode Island. They just say, I want to, I'm going to go get a Dell's. 
That's it. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. don't say that in Philly. We'll fight you over I, I know. <laughs> this, this is why the regionality is so cool when you talk about stuff like this. Okay, there you go. I'm always happy when I get to fit in a little Rhode Island talk on the podcast. In fact, I'm really looking forward to a trip to Little Rhodey later this fall. Not sure if I'm going to get any Dells then. Might be a little bit too cold, but you never know. I did do a blog post about Dells a few weeks back, and you can get that from the show notes at radiomisfits.com slash DED140. In fact, I've got links to all the full interviews with the guests you heard this week in the show notes as well. That's at radiomisfits.com slash DED140. And don't miss next week's show when we're in one of the great untouristed parts of Italy, the heel of Puglia. It's going to be a good one. Until then, you've got DestinationEatDrink.com. I just published a story about the Makapu'u Lighthouse in Hawaii. It's up on top of a cliff, so as you can imagine, there's incredible views up there. I've got the story of the lighthouse and some pictures at DestinationEatDrink.com slash blog. Destination Eat Drink is distributed by the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and Gelato Maestro Ed Silla. Thanks, Ed. I'm Brent Peterson. I'll see you down the road. Join us next week for another culinary adventure on Destination Eat Drink, a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.